What's up, everybody? This is the Booch, and this shout out goes to all of the members of the Booch Cast Nation. On behalf of the entire team and all of my affiliates, I would like to take this opportunity to thank you guys so much from the bottom of our hearts for your continued support of the Boochcast. Whether it's wrestling recaps, interviews, politics, variety shows, movie reviews, whatever episodes we come out with, you guys listen, you guys tune in, and you show your support. And it means the world to us. And we're going to commence with this latest episode in just a moment. But I want to take this opportunity right now to let you guys know something really huge that is going on in the world of the booch. I am now officially on Cameo. That's right. The Cameo. The same Cameo where celebrities go and give personal shout-out videos for all their fans. And I'm here to let you guys know that for the affordable price of just $25 you can get a personalized video from me on cameo and it can be for any occasion that you want you got somebody you want me to wish a happy birthday I'll make it happen you want me to congratulate someone on graduating high school or college I'll make it happen whether it's a happy holidays video it can be a gender reveal it can be somebody who needs some motivation you want the boots to motivate you or if you got somebody in your life that you want to break up with I'll help make the breakup happen or if you got somebody in your life that you want to tell to fuck off and you want it done booch style all you got to do is go to cameo.com slash booch 365 there'll be a link in the description box of every episode of the booch cast from now till the end of time go there book your video customize it however you want let me know how you want it done and i will make it happen for you so go to cameo.com slash booch365 right now and book your personalized video today for the affordable price of $25. And now, on with the show. Lutes. Vials. Irritating little crumb horns. Gaze at the person Cross from you now Feel the sweet spark of connection If you don't screw up this moment somehow Maybe you won't die alone Don't be too needy or bring up your ex Don't say the word Don't ever mention you've never had sex Trust me, I promise she knows And now her defenses are starting to fall Smile and return her affection If you don't manage to
What's up everybody, this is Vinny Bucci, aka The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining me here on The Boochcast, he is the NXT correspondent. He's been woken. Yep. He's been broken. Absolutely. And now, he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to The Boochcast, the one, the only, the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude, to do this? This is me, the broke soulless ginger, Zach Scott. James Weekend, I'm not that broke. And courtesy of Keaton McHale. Oh, here we go. Yes. And uh, before we officially get into this episode, um, there's a couple of things I need to address off the top here. First, you'll notice this show is coming out a little later than normal. Uh, that's because I've uh, recently started a new job. I won't talk in detail right now about what it is we got NXT to get to, but um, on a future variety show, I will discuss more about it. Uh, we have one in the can that I need to get out at later dates, uh, but the next one that we actually sit down and record, I'll bring up more about it, but because of it, I had to work on Tuesday night, so I was able to watch NXT, but we couldn't record it. So right now, we're sitting here, it's almost 3 in the afternoon on Wednesday, yeah. at the time that we're recording this, I don't know what time we're going to get this out, I'm hoping to get it out uh, within the next few hours after that, because I do have to go back to this job at 10.30pm. You know what's odd? What? The sun is out when we're recording. Yes, that's, that's <laughs> rare. <laughs> We've been in situations before where the sun's been out, but not during NXT. Not during NXT. The sun is out. Wow. Yeah. Well, not really. Sun's not, generally speaking, out, but it's not nighttime. Yeah, exactly. Nighttime. Yeah. It's it's not late at night. Usually that says AM instead of PM. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Usually when I'm around this time. Yeah, I got you. But anyway, that's one thing I wanted to address. That's why this is coming out later. And hopefully, eventually, I can get the schedule back on track and we can go back to recording on Tuesday nights. But otherwise than that, this may this is where we're probably going to be at for the time being. So the NXT recaps are going to come out a little later than normal. Yes. Also, another thing I need to address is if you listen to the show on Monday where I did a review of ECW November to Remember 1995, I addressed something at the top of that show where Gator and I were supposed to record that episode together. Gator apparently had a previous engagement. He did not notify me in advance. And basically our schedule got thrown out of whack because I had to pick Zach up from work. So we got into a very heated argument. Very heated. And Gator abruptly hung up on me. I was pissed. And I recorded the episode. And I literally did an opener where... I was basically going to fire Gator from the show. I was so fucking angry. Uh, Gator later called me that night. We patched things up, and I decided instead of firing him, as I mentioned on Monday's show, I was going to put him on probation. And basically, the next time he no-showed, no-called me, I was going to fire him. And I mentioned that in the show. Well, after that episode came out... Gator called me and Gator basically apologized for the argument that we had, realized he was in the wrong, and he finally realized something that we already knew, which was that his schedule is too out of whack to commit to the show on a regular basis. His schedule changes all the time, and because of that, Gator has made the decision to resign from the Boochcast. Gator is no longer going to be a member of the show. There might be some cameo appearances he makes every now and then, like where once in a blue moon stuff. Like there's a couple things uh, he said he wanted to do because he honored, he wanted to honor those commitments. But as far as Gator being a regular on the show and an official co-host, 
those days are over. Now, there is no heat between me and Gator. I want to make that clear. Gator and I do not hate each other. Uh, there's no anger. In fact, part of the reason he wanted to resign was because he wanted to make sure we didn't get to a point where there was going to be heat or we did get problems. It's kind of like when you're in a relationship with somebody and you realize the relationship is not working out. So you decide to end things while you still like each other before it gets to a point where you're breaking up in the heat of the moment and the French and the friendship or relationship is utterly destroyed. So we decided to end things before we got to that point. So Gator will no longer participate in classic pay-per-view reviews. Zach, however, has an open invitation if you'd like to participate in any. I'll, I'll invite Zach to be a part of them. If he doesn't, that's fine. If he just wants to stick with NXT, he can stick with NXT. That's his choice. But I'm just letting people know that going forward, Gator Ricky Ross will no longer be part of the Boosh cast. And I hope the Gator congregation will continue to tune in regardless. But if you can't, I understand. But this was a decision that Gator made. He chose to resign. And I accepted his resignation because I knew it was getting to that point. And it's just going to make things easier on both of us. It allows Gator and I to maintain our friendship and continue to work on outside projects. All right. So with that said, we're now going to jump into NXT. We're going to kick things off with our first official match of the evening for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Chase U with Thea Hale and JC Jane defend the titles against the family. This opening was absolutely fan-fucking-tastic, was it not, Vinny? Yes. But you know what the strange thing is? The Chase U University students were kind of pissed off. Yeah. I wonder what the hell the family has over this guy. People were walking out and they'd be, walk out, walk out, walk out. It's like, what the hell are they doing? Andre Chase and uh, Duke Hudson did their bit very well. And yeah, it was great. And uh, I enjoyed the shit out of it. But we automatically knew with what was going on. Yeah, these are gonna guys are gonna lose tonight. But it kind of dragged ass a little bit. Do you think, Vinny? Yeah, it did drag a little bit to it. But otherwise than that, I'm gonna let Vinny talk now. I thought this was a great opening match. My concern is, is what the fuck does the family have over Andre Chase? Did you do something wrong? Did you date the? Did you date? The Don's sister, forget to call her back or something like that. You know how Italians are. If you don't call the sister out, her brother's gonna call her and beat the living shit out of you. I've seen it a hundred times. Alright, Vinny, take it away. Well, I doubt that's the reason. Because uh, I'm pretty sure if that was the reason, the beating would have been more severe. Um, but overall, this was a great tag team match. Phenomenal. Andre Chase is an incredible worker. And this, this tag team match is fucking epic. We already know how great the family is. We know how great Duke Hudson is. I loved how great Andre was in this match. <laughs> you know, despite the fact he doesn't have much of a physique, he can still work matches. He still has good psychology and storytelling. And also, you know, he tried to do the, the C, the A, the A, and no one's saying anything. That's what I thought, too. It's like, what the hell did you do? <laughs> you said must piss some people really the fuck off. Well, right now, there's a scandal going on, and obviously... Andre Chase said earlier in the night he is fully cooperating with the investigation. And it's kind of making me laugh because as we remember uh, earlier this year, Vince McMahon was under investigation <laughs> for, you know, allegedly um, paying hush money to people that he had hooked up with. Like <laughs> I think that this paralegal he had sex with and there were a few other women that were accusing Vince of sexual harassment and all this shit. Uh, but he was cooperating with that ongoing investigation. And basically, here's the thing. The investigation did not revolve around whether or not he was having sex with his employees. 
because the sex was consensual. Let's make that very clear. It was consensual. But when they paid her hush money and signed the NDA, they want to know, did he use company money or his own personal money? Because that's the difference. Because you have a take-home, when you're a businessman, you have a take-home salary that you take from the company to pay your bills and live off of, and the rest of it is supposed to go towards revenue. Like, it's supposed to go towards everything else. Like, paying, like, like cost-efficient stuff, paying your employees, rent on buildings and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. when you have a business, you have different sections for your finances, and then you have a take-home. So they were having the question, did Vincent Man take money out of his personal account or the company's account? Because if he took it from his personal account, then they can't do shit to him. But if he took it from a company account, he could have went to jail. You can get you can get in trouble for that because that's embezzling money or misappropriating funds from a corporation. But what you do with your own personal money, it's your own goddamn business. You know, so that's a different story. So that's why he's saying fully cooperate with the ongoing investigation. So now, of course, it's a college scandal. And there's plenty of college scandals. There's the one that, um, the admission scandal that Aunt Becky from Full House was in. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why she, when they did Fuller House, she wasn't on the last season because she was I think she was in jail uh-huh. and also there's other college scandals like cheating on tests or you know teachers sleeping with students or deans sleeping with students there's some type of scandal going on Andre Chase is involved in and obviously we're gonna find out what it is and figure out what it is eventually but whatever it was it got the family a shot at the tag belts and the family was able to win back the tag team championships and overall it was a fantastic match these guys did a phenomenal job like i said the family delivered chase you delivered it's one of the best tag team matches i've seen it was a kick-ass start to open the show and then of course in the end they hit the superplex frog splash combo hudson broke that up they hit the bada bing bada boom one two three the winners of the match the family and i couldn't have asked for a better opener to the show totally 100 percent agreed 100 percent agreed it was a very good opening bout match yes it was sir and we won the fucking titles back like I fucking Here said we, we would. Go. That's right. The new fucking tag team champion second time around. And believe me, we gon' fucking crush it like we always do. Chase, you didn't know what fucking hit him. And check it out. Here's the best part. The fucking students walking out of the goddamn building. See? With the newspapers? Yeah. And with school newspapers as well. Yeah, that's right. They're the stupid ass newspapers. You know. You know what? They should keep those papers. Papers, though they're perfect to line your bird cage if you know what I'm fucking uh, saying. I guess I'm just saying if you got a pet bird, get the school newspaper, you can put it underneath mm, there. You know, bird okay. shits all over it, problem fucking solved. This is what you fucking say. But as you can see, me and Stacks won back the tag team titles, and we're gonna continue to fucking dominate the tag team division like only we can do. Why? Because we're the fucking best. Ain't no one better. You can put any names out there. We are a cut above the fucking rest, Cherry Top. The Dudley Boys? Ain't got nothing on the family, all right? Uh, how many tag teams have they won, Vinny? How many tag teams they won? Yeah. Uh, depends on who you talk to. <laughs> yeah. WWE, obviously, they don't acknowledge the other belts they won, but it's like a total of like 26. Yeah, and how many does the family have? Well, they have two. Exactly. You see where I'm going with this? Well, I see where you're going with this. Well, <laughs> Well, what fucking matters is who's the top team right now. And the answer is us. Me and Stax. 
You know, they won 26 titles. You know what that fucking means? Mm. It means they lost the belts 26 times. That's what the fuck that means to me. Meanwhile, with two time chance, we've only lost the belts once. Chase, you got fucking lucky. We got our rematch. It ain't gonna happen again. And all I gotta say is, man, this is some juicy ass shit that we found on these guys to get that title shot. I don't know nothing. I don't see nothing. I don't hear nothing. This guy's on his own. You sure you're not Italian? Because that's a very good mindset to have. Mm, no, thank God I don't. Yeah, unfortunately he's Irish. My condolences. <laughs> but anyway, my point is as well. My point is this: everybody keeps asking me, "Yo, Tony D, Tony D, Don, the Don." We want to ask you, what do you have on Chase U to get this title shot? Everybody wants to know. Well, guess what? If you don't know by now, I didn't want you to know. That's all I gotta say. It's for me to know and for you guys to find out when I fucking decide you're gonna find out. So I'm gonna hold on to this information till I decide I'm ready to fucking share it. Or if Chase decides he wants to fucking share it himself, which I doubt he does, because let me tell you, it's some pretty juicy shit. You're gonna fucking be amazed at what the fuck we came up with. Apparently, it's pretty bad, because you're getting him booed out the building. Hopefully, we find out here soon enough. Are you sure he's not having nothing to do with the... Uh, never mind. I already asked that question today. He said it was no. Anyways, moving hey, on. Like I said, <laughs> if you don't know by now, Cherry Top, I didn't want you to know. I thought it was. I thought it was one thing, but it turns out it's not. Uh oh! Somebody can trouble. For once, it's not me. You'll find out in due time. Or I guess I'm not that stupid to do what he did. I don't know if you got the skills to do what he did. Oh fuck but you! Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, like I, I said, we're one. the tag team champs. I'm gonna go fucking celebrate some more. You Salud. do that, sir. Salud. Yeah, like I said, fantastic tag team match. That's the first time we ever actually got along. Uh, not really. I mean, y'all. What, 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 what did I do? I don't know. You were making fun of him being Italian again. You made fun of me because I'm Irish. Well, yeah, because you you want you crossed the Italian line. You I the never Irish do line. that. All right, moving on. All right. So then we cut to the backstage area where we see Dominic Mysterio. Surprisingly, nobody else is around him. Uh, him and Baron Corbin basically talk. They're basically saying, you know, they're on the same page. They want to see Wesley get a beatdown because obviously, you know, Wesley has a match with Baron Corbin later in the night, and apparently he's targeting Dominic Mysterio and the North American Championship. I don't know what to think of this. What do you think? It's this is weird. I enjoyed it. It wasn't meh. It wasn't no. But I'm like, you could definitely these two are trying to get along, but you could definitely too they don't like each other or something. And you could definitely say they just want to throw insults and fight it out. But they are two heels and they said they said, Good luck towards you and good luck towards you. You have a great day. I was like, if that wasn't a hit of sarcasm, I don't know what the fuck was. Well, they don't necessarily hate each other, but they're not like buddies either. Like Baron Corbin's not joining the judge. Day. That'd be fucking stupid if he did. Yeah, so he's basically just like, hey, we have a common enemy, so we're kind of chatting it up, you know, and that's how it is sometimes. Sometimes you have a mutual hate towards somebody or a mutual like towards somebody and that can cause, you know, either temporary alliances or people to get along. Like I said, they both agree that Wesley is a problem. Hell, we agree with them that Wesley is a problem. Yeah, so, yeah. I'll give him. I'll give you that there, Mr. Donovan. I don't like Wesley either. And on that note, we're going to move no. on here. No. We got... No. No. 
Ladies and gentlemen, no. the worst talk show in history. No, no. The only show that makes Ms. TV look like Oprah Winfrey. Ladies and gentlemen, Supernova Sessions shows up. We have the metaphor are in the ring with Noam Dar. Dar is his guest tonight, the Alpha Academy. Dar has the Heritage Cup locked in chains. Everyone argues over whether Tazawa would have beaten Dar last week. Last Legend says she will qualify for the Iron Survivor match tonight because before this, we saw the uh, W Hall of Famer Lita, who basically decided to put together two matches for the Iron Survivor Challenge because they're letting legendary Hall of Famers pick. And she picked Last Legend versus Roxanne Perez and also picked Trick Williams versus Joe Coffey. So Last Legend talks about qualifying for the Iron Survivor Challenge, that she's going to do that. Otis then hits on Legend. Legend is disgusted. And this all leads to Chad Gable getting a shot against Dar. So Dar tries a cheap shot. Chad and gets headbutted. Dar is out cold and the Alpha Academy dance in the ring. What's this? Sad? No, it was sad. I this mean, the only, no, the only entertaining thing about this whole fucking horrible excruciating out of my fucking eyes was Otis. Am I right or am I wrong, Vinny? Yeah. Otis was just the only t- only thing that was worth watching. Noam Dar and you little group of posse, just do us a favor and just shut the fuck up. That's all I have to say. I have nothing else to say about this. Go ahead, Vinny. It was god-awful. It was a god-awful oh, segment. man. It was a waste of time. Otis was entertaining, but still fucking annoying. And then, of course, they're trying to say, like, you know, he's got gas in the tank. He can go all night. All this other shit. Trying to hint around that Otis is going to be the opponent for the Heritage Cup. I thought that was him, too. But it turns out to be uh, fucking Chad Gable. Chad Gable. So now they're going to give it to Chad Gable, which, you know... I guess, normally I would say set up a match like this for Deadline, but with the Iron Survivor Challenge, both matches are 25 minutes long, so I don't think we need another match that has a time limit on it. I feel like the Heritage Cup would take up space on the show, because it's six rounds and everything. Yeah. So, I don't mind this being on free TV. They've already announced that next week this they're going to have this match. It's a Heritage Cup. So, who gives two fiddlers fuck? I don't, but I'm just saying, normally when you have a storyline... We need to keep the storyline going, but this is something that's not doesn't need to be on deadline. Yeah. But I'm, I'm saying that I'm saying because you got the Iron Survivor challenges that are both 25 minutes long. So that's 50 minutes right there. 50 yeah, minutes of yeah. the show is already devoted to the Iron Survivor challenge. You got Supernova session, which is like three minute rounds or six rounds. That would just add more time. And nobody really gives a fuck about this cup. Nobody does. It's not important enough that it needs to be on a pay per view now. If the Iron Survivor Challenge didn't exist, I would say put this on the pay per view. True. But because the Iron Survivor Challenge does exist, they don't need to put this on the pay per view. We don't need this match. It's not important. It's not interesting. And it doesn't do anything to better the fucking show. Very true, sir. So, this was a disgrace. What the ever-loving fuck is this bullshit? Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. I thought you were retired. I wanted to retire, but it's hard for me to sit on the bench when I see something that shits upon my business. First of all, I can't understand a word this fucking guy was saying. Does anybody understand what Noam Dar was saying? I don't speak retard. I can't understand 
said, what the fuck is going on? And also, am I the only one that notices that uh, apparently Otis likes to play in the mud? I don't know why. What? 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 That's, no, don't say that. What? It's perfectly okay. No, I don't judge no. him. Look. He likes the woman of color. Say it like that. Vinny does as well. Behave oh. yourself, Gator. That's because you're, because you're retired. Do not get us kicked off the air. But it shit upon my business. I understand it shit upon the business there, buddy, but you can't be saying that. What? I, I say it's perfectly okay. It's okay. No, it's not. What? You're saying interracial dating is not okay? Interracial is just, just as fun. That's what I was saying. saying it is not right at all. I'm saying it's okay. Okay, I'm done. I'm just saying it's perfectly okay to play in the mud. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm going to miss you, kid, but stop the time. I'm glad you fucking retired. Okay, I'll just sing my song instead. Hey, lovely, get me a rope and find me a tree. No. What, I can't sing Back about, it? Nope. I can't nope. sing about a tire swing? Ah, oh, man. Okay. Yeah, Zach doesn't like tire swings, which is weird because he's from the South. Anyway, um, this was, again, goddamn ridiculous, a waste of everybody's fucking time, and I just had to come in here and, uh, to get that off my chest. So, uh, I'm the Gator, and I'll see you later. Goodbye! I didn't even know he was going to show up for that. I, I, I kind of wanted him to for this because I knew he was going to come out. Come out and say something about this atrocity. Living on there, Mr. G- uh, Mr. Vinny, Vinny Bucci? Yeah, I, I think we said everything. Yeah, we I think I, mean, I will do it one more time. One more time. Was this bad? No, it was sad. All right, let's move on, sir. Yeah, so we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. A Iron Survivor Challenge qualifying match put together by WWE Hall of Famer Lita. Last Legend with Metaphor takes on Roxanne Perez. You could definitely tell the size difference in this, didn't you? Oh, God, yes. I didn't. I thought I knew Last Legend was a tall-ass woman, but I did not know that she was that fucking big. I knew. Gator, if you see this, this is how big she is. And she, I mean, she sold Roxanne Perez for, uh, for a minute. And seriously, for a one second here, I seriously thought that Roxanne was going to win. But did that happen, Vinny? No. Keanu James, for some strange reasons, got in the way. Uh, last session hit the big boot, hair power bomb, one, two, three. And the winner is, and Vinny's Happy as a child on Christmas morning. Last legend. Take it away, Benny. Kiana James, that angel brought from heaven. Yes, Kiana James was a gift from God in this match. Truly. Uh, Thank God that she held Perez's arm so Legend could hit that running boot and power bomber for the win because Lash Legend deserves to be in this match. I'm sorry. I, I, we already know how I feel about Roxanne Perez. I'm not going to go into that. But first, even if I didn't hate Roxanne Perez with the passion of a thousand sons, regardless, she already won last year. She doesn't need to win again. Roxanne Perez does not benefit from winning this again. She's already won last year. She's already a former tag team champion she's already a former women's champion and she's got booker t in her back pocket so she has everything she needs to stay on nxt okay as long as she doesn't get involved in anything scandalous she's got a job will she make it on the main roster i seriously doubt it but in nxt she's got a home Last Legend, on the other hand, is actually a superstar. She is someone you can draw money with. And before she joined this metaphor bullshit, she had her own talk show. And it was actually really fucking good. Last Legend, she can talk. 
She can work. She's got the build. She looks like a fucking wrestler, which is rare to see nowadays, especially in the women's division. She looks like a grown-ass woman. That's how she looks. She doesn't look like a little girl, and I love that. So yes, thank fucking God that she won this match. That was the right decision. That was exactly what needed to be done. And the fact that it was done this way was perfect. You know, there was interference that allowed Lash to get her heat. And everything else in between was fantastic. And at one point, Takara Jackson tripped Perez, got caught by the referee. And the referee ejected her from ringside. Which I love. Because again, obviously, there's moments where you get caught by the referee. But if the referee ejects you afterwards, that's not a botch. If the referee sees it and does nothing, that's a botch. And the botch is the fault of the ref. Because a heel cheating is a heel cheating. That's what they're supposed to do. But the referee is supposed to enforce the fucking rules. And as long as the referee is enforcing the rules of the match, that's okay. It's when the ref clearly sees shit going on and just fucking sits there, AEW, and doesn't do a fucking thing about it, that's a problem. Or ECW. Well, yeah, ECW was... God, they were worse. No, they weren't worse. No, AEW's way worse. ECW was like, you know they were hardcore and out of control and stupid and all that shit. Bunch of coke, coke head spot monkeys, basically what they were. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You'd be hard-pressed to find an ECW guy who wasn't on fucking drugs back then. But after this, we cut to the backstage area. We see Lyra Valkyria watching a tape, and all of a sudden, she sees a text message from Xia Lee inviting her to a warrior tea session. So then, after the break, Val- Valkyrie joins Lee for tea. Lee explains the warrior traditions to Valkyrie. Uh, you know, there she bows and she bows, and she says, "The deeper the vow, the deeper the respect." And then the tea they drink. Will signify when she consumes Valkyrie next week during the title match. So she puts in the tea leaves, she pours the tea. Valkyrie refuses to drink the tea. Lee says if she doesn't, Lee will show no mercy next week. Valkyrie says that the best warrior win, and they bow to each other before uh, Valkyrie leaves. This was weird, wasn't it? It wasn't, it wasn't. I mean, I understood what was going on. I was like, two ladies about to, are, are, uh, I don't know what the hell what this was. It was just too confusing and weird for me. It's, oh. a, it's some kind of Chinese tradition. Because Lee is Chinese. Okay. And actually speaks English, which is why I, I like her. Shocker! Yeah. You know, she's, she's, a, she's an Asian wrestler that actually speaks English. You can understand what the fuck she's saying. It doesn't scream. Yeah, and she's a badass on top of that. She's got those, like, vicious, like, back kicks that can knock people the fuck out. Some people don't like them because they feel like it mocks the concussion mm-hmm. protocols, but I don't <clears throat> think it does because Xia a fucking badass. And to me, it's showing her that a kick can knock somebody out or she's that fucking strong. It gives her something to work with, and I enjoy that. So basically this was a promo and a build-up for, uh, for the title match next week. Yes. Okay. And basically they were, she was trying to do a traditional warrior thing, but Lyra is not 100% familiar with it, so she didn't really follow along with it. But it's a ancient Chinese tradition. So they're saying it's a warrior summit, okay. which sometimes happens in war. You know, you, it's when the leaders sit down and talk and they can either negotiate peace or you're going to fight. You've seen it in movies, you've seen it everywhere where the two leaders are talking to each other. They don't engage in combat at that moment because there is a rule of war. You know, it's the rules of war. So 
basically this is what the T Summit was about. Just having a conversation up front before we have this actual match. Instead of doing a contract signing or anything else, we're going to do this. And we drink the tea as tradition, but Lyra refused to drink the tea. Zia Lee saw it as disrespect. And now she's going to show no mercy. So it was a very good session. So it was basically a glorified tea party. <laughs> no, this was not a tea party. This was not a tea party. Okay, first of all, there were no fireworks. There was nothing thrown in a harbor. This is not a tea party. <laughs> Where's the tea party? Where's the harbor? Where is the 4th of July? Where's the fireworks? Ooh, uh, where's Paul Bevere? Exactly. This was not... <laughs> where, where, where is it? That, why was there no harbor? Why was there no harbor? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Gator, it's, it's it's a Chinese tradition. There's no harbor here. No, no. Fuck that Ching Chong shit. No. Where's the harbor and the fireworks the 4th of July? <laughs> the shooting of the guy because he tried to steal the Liberty Bell. Where is it? This is bullshit. This is bullshit. I don't know what to do here, Vinny. Do you? You don't know what to do? No, I don't. Okay. Well, well, the wind is blowing and the drums are a banging. Let's get them boys together and have ourselves a hang. No! Oh, wait, wait. Now I see it. Now I see it. That was... No. Yeah, that one was bad. That one was bad. That no, you can't do bad. that, man. You know what? I'm going to go put myself in the basket for that one. That was bad. That was just bad. Go back to your retirement. Yeah. <laughs> that was inappropriate even for him. Yeah, it's like, yeah, now I see it. Now yeah, I see yeah, it. Yeah, I get it. Either way, like I said, I thought it was a great segment, and it was a good thing to teach for next week, and just exciting to watch. Yeah, it was. I, I didn't get it, but okie dokie. Then we cut to the backstage area where we see uh, Trick Mellow gang getting interviewed and basically they're talking about how you know they're putting everything behind them from the incident you know obviously Trick now believes that Mellow was not the one who attacked him and Trick explained to Mellow that the punch was accidental he was going for Lexus King and he missed and hit Carmelo Hayes so they put it all behind them now you do see a little bit that Mellow looks kind of still a little upset about it you can definitely tell the look on his face but obviously they're putting that shit behind them and they're moving on so it was yes. a, so now I'm confused but I get even more confused later on in fact I may have to yeah I'm gonna skip ahead for a moment just cause I feel like I have to blend these two together cause later on we see Baron Corbin and Lexus King backstage and Corbin's kinda talking to Lexus King about attacking Trick Williams and getting the advantage and you know Lexus seems to be going along with it and says all I gotta say is mission accomplished so now I'm confused is Lexus King fucking with us or did he really attack Trick Williams and if he did attack Trick Williams why what the fuck did Lexus King have to gain from attacking Trick Williams he wasn't added to the match he's not getting any NXT title shots nothing has changed what the fuck would be the reason. Unless, the the only other logic that's going to come up with is, maybe Lexus King did attack him, but Carmelo put him up to it. But then we have to figure out, what would Lexus King get from that? What's the payment for doing that? I have no clue. You're, you're basically saying, I don't know what to think of this. I, I don't. This is very confusing now. And I can only tell, dude. We don't know where this is going. In a way, I kind of like it. Because it's making me want to tune in. Because I don't understand what's going on. And usually, I can sense shit a mile away in storylines. Usually, you can tell. With this, they're really keeping you guessing. And I kind of like that. It almost makes me feel like if Carmelo Hayes is the one that attacked Trick Williams, I'm going to be pissed off. Because I'm expecting a bizarre twist. And then... 
After that, there's another section here where we see uh, Braun Breaker uh, backstage uh, being interviewed. Basically talking about if he feels remorse for what happened with um, Von Widener and Mr. Stone, which obviously he doesn't. He does not. He takes great pride in, you know, hurting people and having the best spear in the business. And then all of a sudden, Dijak shows up and basically tells him, like, you haven't put me down. And if you end up in the Iron Survivor Challenge, stay out of my way. And, you know, basically Braun says the same thing. He goes, first of all, I don't care about the Iron Survivor Challenge. I don't need anything in there. But if I do end up qualifying for it, stay out of my way or I'm going to kick your ass. I don't understand why this was here. Do you? I don't either. I don't know why Dijak's yeah, going to get, involved, get involved with Braun Baker. I was like, um, I still think Braun Baker has issues with Braun Wagner I can definitely tell that rivalry is not close. Now, Dijax is getting involved. Maybe he's bored or they want to put him in there somewhere. I don't know. Maybe they want to kill time before they get to deadline. But again, it makes no sense for Braun Breaker to be in the Iron Survivor Challenge. It doesn't. Because again, he's not going to win the NXT title. And as I've said many, many times before, he doesn't need to be in NXT anymore. There's nothing left for him to do. Like the way I see it, the Von Widener feud ended when he got put through the fucking table. Because now what's the payoff? That Von Widener gets a win? Even if they did, they'd be tied at one apiece. So would there be a rubber match? Or would Braun Breaker just go away and we leave it at that? This is the type of shit that makes no fucking sense. It's stupid. Like, they, this, this segment did not need to happen. For no reason. There's no reason for this to happen. And on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. It's an Iron Survivor qualifying match on the men's side. Trick Williams with Carmelo Hayes versus Joe Coffey with Dallas. Did you enjoy this right here? Yes, I did. It was actually very good because Joe Coffey can actually move. You just don't like the gimmick he has, I guess, right? Uh, that's pretty much it, yeah. Yeah, but otherwise, these guys, like, this This was off the fucking roof. I mean, Trick Williams guys moves in. Everybody got their shit in. There was no botches. Everybody stayed off the top rope, AW. And it was actually good. Good. For a second there, I thought Carmelo Hayes almost cost Trick Williams a mess. Did you, did you get that? Uh, um, Denny, sorry about that. I mean, those people to be confused, even though Gator's back in the basket and enjoying his retirement. But this right here was fantastic. I love the shit out of it. And for a second there, I seriously did thought that Carmelo Hayes was going to cost Trick Williams a match. Am I right, Benny? Yes. Uh, basically, what happened was at one point, um, you know, they got on the in the apron, got in the way, and tried to sneak attack Williams. So at one point, I think Williams was going to knock somebody off the apron, but Mello already tripped him up. So when that caused Williams to miss and fall out of the ring, there was an altercation and then Coffee dove out of the ring onto Trick Williams. So there was that moment of it looks like Hayes was going to fuck the matchup for him, but eventually Coffee hits all the bells for the bells and, you know, Williams kicked out, hit the flash knee for the win. And Trick Williams, in the end, was able to still win and qualify for the Iron Survivor Challenge as well he should. Yeah, I agree. I, I didn't, Joe Coffey winning would not make sense, right? No, because Joe Coffey is not even close to being ready for an NXT title. North American, maybe, but not the NXT title. Trick Williams, on the other hand, is over as a motherfucker and has all the tools of a, a wrestler needs. He's got the look. He's got the size. He's got the promo. He, his in-ring work is phenomenal. Oh. And the crowd loves him. Whoop that trick. Yeah. Whoop that trick. What? Whoop that trick. Uh-huh. Whoop that trick. Oh, yeah. And Booker almost fucking ruined it for me last night because he would not shut the fuck up. Quickity quick. 
Quack, 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 these, my dents are fucking nuts, you asshole. Just do us a favor. Booker T, Vinny and I uh, agree with me. We love you and respect you. We know you are the five-time, 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 five-time WCW champion. But do us a favor and just, I don't know, shut up. I like it. <laughs> I like it, though. I like, I, I mean, it works. It just gets on your fucking nerves. When I, mean, I mean, I think it's because he's trying to, he eventually runs out of shit to say he's just making them up. Like, at the beginning, he's like, what? Uh-huh. And during the match, did you notice that he uh, lost his headband and looked weird without without his headband and his dreads came out, too? Who? Um, Trick Williams. Well, yeah. Yeah, I saw it. I was like, huh, you finally get to see him, see him without, without his headband. Yeah. So yeah. ultimately, yeah. like I said, this is a very good match. Oh, fuck yeah. This whole very card well is actually good tonight. Shocker. Yeah. yeah, like I said, it was like the, the only thing that really sucked was the... This, the metaphor segment was pretty much the only thing that was shit. Everything else was just, you know, on point, on task, and on message. So it was very well done. And like I said, this match delivered in the ring. Yes, it did. So yes, it did. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. So on that note, we're going to move on now to the next match of the evening. We've got the Brawling Brutes versus Out the Mud with Scripps. Feller. Yeah. I mean, do you call this a match? Yes. Uh, yeah, I call this a match. And I know you guys hate me saying this. These four guys beat the shit out of each other. Did they not? Yeah, but here's the thing. It's it's filler, but just because it's filler doesn't mean it it's was not entertaining. A match. Yeah, it was entertaining. O- yeah. OTM, they got a lot to learn, but I like them. Want to know why? Why? They're not spot monkeys. Well, They're not want to be hardy boys. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. But, I like them. But except for Scripps. They can get rid of Scripps. I think it'd be a lot better without Scripps. Well, Scripps is a good manager because I don't think Out the Mud is can cut promos or how good they are at promos. He's decent on the mic, though. Yeah, so that's the thing about Scripps. A, a man, he's a manager that can talk for them. Yeah. What I don't like is when he interferes in the matches. Hey, he got taken out by was it Pete Dunne or was it what, what's the other guy's name? Rich Holland. Rich Holland was Rich Holland. Pete Dunne taking them, but taking out scripts this match. I want to say it was Butch, if I remember correctly. All right, all right, yeah, yeah, but but the reason this match is considered filler is because there was no story behind it. There's no reason or rhyme. It was just there to pad the time. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean it's a bad match or a squash or anything like that. There's different categories to this thing. <laughs> so this match was definitely filler, but it was still a good tag team match. You happy with the Brown Boots one, or would you rather see OTM one? That's a tough one, because on the one hand, the Brawling Brutes are great. Oh, yeah. But Out the Mud is the more primary NXT team. They're the new fresh fresh tag team. So I, be, I think they could have used this one in person. They could have used the win more than the Brawling Brutes. Yeah, yeah. Because the Brutes are already established. Yeah. Out the Mud is not really established. And why so. the Brawling Brutes? Haven't been tag team championships since fucking astonishing to me right there. So I don't know what to think. I don't either. I mean, I'm surprised they haven't been tag champs either. Maybe who knows? They maybe they'll win the NXT tag belts in the family, or maybe they'll take the tag titles from the Judgment Day. More favorite part is when they do the Sheamus move, the the ten beats of the battle, and and then OTO got smart enough and to slip him over uh, over the rope. I thought that was a very good spot for both. Yes, of them. finally very... somebody counters that fucking thing. <laughs> like, I looked at it, I paused it, like they counter that. That never happened. Yeah. Otherwise, I thought it was great. It was a filler match, but it was like a good filler. Yeah. So then we cut to, we see Joe Gacy, who's apparently on the roof of the building, giving this cryptic message, saying he's a ghost wandering the halls of NXT. Uh, it sounds like you need to go on some wonderful happy pills, go put in a straitjack and fill the padded room. Yeah, he's trying to find his place in the world, and he cuts this very, you know, passionate promo, and then all of a sudden, the phone 
phone or something falls. It looked like it looked like he jumped off the roof, but really the phone went flying. Yeah, I think he maybe he just threw his phone or something like that. Which was actually kind of funny to me because earlier on Instagram, there's this comedian. His name is Joe Byers. He's been a former guest on the Boochcast. I'm hoping to bring him on for one of the Dark Side of Comedy episodes. He was doing a video about working on the roof of your house and being careful when going down the ladder and everything. And then all of a sudden, the way the phone fell and the camera was set up, it looked like he fell off the roof, mm. which obviously he didn't do. He was being comedic. But after the phone hit the ground, the phone cut, the, the video cuts off. So when I saw Gacy do this, it reminded me of Joel Byers' video. So that's why that was funny to me. By the way, you can follow him at Joel Byers Comedy. And of course, check out the interview we did with Joel Byers. It's here on, uh, actually, I don't have it on the Boochcast yet, but I'm going to soon. Okay. Basically, when we do the Dark Side of Comedy episode, that's when that interview's going to drop. And on that note, we're going to move on here to the next match of the evening. We've got Gigi Dolan one-on-one against Ariana Grace. No. No. Mm-mm. No. No. Um, meh. Meh. <laughs> I have nothing to say about this. Benny, you want to take this? I, I don't give a shit about this match. Me neither. I really did not give a single fuck. At I least love... Gigi won. Yes, I, and I love Gigi Dolan. Except for part, she's marrying you know who. Yeah, she's marrying uh, the, um, the Nazi from The Nazi, yeah, yeah, Nazi anyway. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, he is. Like, yeah. he, had the, he had the Hitler mustache and the cryptic shit and got fired for that, but, you know, whatever. Maybe he's changed, you know. Maybe he's, you know, maybe it was a funny joke and people just got butter. I don't know. Something you don't talk about. <laughs> I mean, either way, it was a. If it was a joke, it was not a joke in good taste, and I'll say that. Do you even call this a match? I do. It was still a match. It just wasn't interesting. You know, it just it, yeah. it, Nobody really gave a shit. Filler, basically. Yes. Two fillers in a row. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, they tried to build a story behind this. There was like an altercation in the locker room. But yeah, I saw that. Nobody really gave a Aeon fuck. Of Grace. They uh-huh. did. It was a good win for yes. Gigi Dolan. But in the end, nobody gave a shit. Nobody gave a shit at all there, Mr. Vinny Beauty. Nobody at all. Yes. All right. Do you think there's, huh? Yes. And then backstage, we see uh, Eddie Thorpe being interviewed about the Iron Survivor Challenge and wanting to impress uh, JBL and Jerry the King Lawler because they're the next two legends that are going to be making choices for the Iron Survivor Challenge. We now know that JBL will be making the choices next week. But obviously, Eddie Thorpe will not be one of JBL's choices because they've already booked this match for next week, Eddie Thorpe versus Charlie Dempsey. So unless JBL decides, I'm going to make that a qualifying match, that doesn't look like it's going to be a qualifying match. But who knows? Maybe Jerry the King Lawler might put Eddie Thorpe in a match if he beats Charlie Dempsey next week. So that does leave room for the possibility of Jerry the King Lawler to put him in a feud yep. or in a match for yep, the yep, qualifying. Yep, yep, so, yep. And then, of course, Chase, Andre Chase is dealing with the press backstage. He's sad they lost the tag belts, but he has no further comment on what's going on in the investigation. Of course, JC Jane pulls up and quickly tries to get him into the car and quickly get him out of there and away from the press. Anyways, before that happened, uh, there was uh, earlier... There's a bunch of those driver tag teams were in there, and all of a sudden the fan comes routing in there with uh, apparently is uh, one of the ladies of the of the Don said, "Yeah, you see these right here? Yeah, we won these." Are, and that the that uh, Spanish uh, Los Loterios. I can never forget the, the those guys. Los Loterios come like, "Yeah, how about you face us next time?" He goes like, "Nah." 
We're going to go celebrate, and all of a sudden, this, the, all those idiots for um, that tag team got into a fucking brawl. And I was like, those, that tag team deserves it way more than those fuckers right over there do. Go yeah. ahead, Lenny. Basically, he's talking about, you know, Blade and Anofi. Yeah. You know, basically, those guys, they're the jobber tag team. But Los Leteros definitely deserves it more. I'm, I'm seeing Briggs and Jensen in the background going, why are you sleeping on those guys? Let those guys have the fucking match. Yeah. We've already seen the family Briggs and Jensen against the family. That'd be fucking awesome. That would be. That'd be oh, pay-per-view that's... quality. Oh, yeah. Know what that is, Vinny? Know what that is, sir? What? It's a, it's a thing. It's green, and, and it has a $100. Uh, who's, whose face is on there? Oh, yeah. Benjamin Franklin, right? Yeah. That's money right there. We put the family against who those two guys, what the, what's the name? Well, the, the, the two guys, what's their name again? I forgot their names. What the, guys? Uh, the two black wrestlers. Anofi An- 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 and uh, Malik. No. Thank you, Jensen. Not those two idiots. Phew. I mean, if you're going to put Los Letharios in there, okay. They're still a good enough tag team, but been there, done that, smoked it, humped it, called it an Uber. Okay? We've seen that team fight them already. Can we pick a team that hasn't been in the ring with the family and let them lock up? That's what I'd like to see. Although, I got a feeling they're not done with Chase U. Not where the storyline is going now. We got to find out what's going on with Professor. With the, the professor. Here's what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to have a match at deadline. This is my prediction. And it's going to be Chase U versus the family. And basically how it works is if Chase U wins, then they get the tag belts back and the family will not reveal what they saw. Or if they do win, the family wins, they tell everybody what they saw or, or reveal the scandal or whatever. Something has to happen. Now, obviously, J.C. Jane, she knows what's going on. Because she saw the envelope before any of them did. The only people that saw it were J.C. Jane and Andre Chase. Duke Hudson doesn't know. Thea Hale doesn't know. And J.C. Jane apparently hasn't spilled the beans to them. So, they're the only ones that know. And so far, J.C. Jane is showing loyalty to Chase U. Despite their disagreements. So, so far, everything's looking good in that regard. That's very true, sir. So, we just gotta see what's gonna happen next. Oh, by the way, uh, let me make it fucking clear... Um, we were not going to give out a title shot right after winning these belts. We had to go celebrate. Uh, we appreciate the, uh, you know, the female member of the family kind of talking that shit, uh, which I appreciate. You know, she did most of the talking for us. And, uh, who knows? Maybe we might bring her to ringside for a couple matches. Uh, you know, it's a little bit of backup. Uh, but also, let me just fucking say, Los Letharios, they want a title shot. They're most likely to get it. Um, Malik and Anofi, look, I'm going to be honest. I don't want to give those guys a fucking title shot. But if they end up earning a title shot, we'll happily put them back on the fucking job list where they belong. You know? Every now and then, you need a little tune-up match. So I don't mind getting a little workout in. Because that's all it's really going to fucking be. Because if you think they're going to take the tag belts off of us, you had to fucking mind. Straight up out of your fucking mind. Ain't that right, Cherry Top? That's right. Absolutely. So, uh, right now I'm gonna go down over here to Verrazano. I'm gonna get me some fucking pizza and some fucking cheesesteaks and I'm gonna be fucking happy. I got some more celebrating to do over here. I'm gonna go celebrate for you when I get home. I'm gonna drink a big old fat six pack of sweet water and I drink one for you. Alright, I appreciate that. So, uh, anyway, got some more celebrating to do. Salud. Salud. Alright, on that note, we're going to move on to the main event of the evening. We've got Wesley one-on-one against Baron Corbin. I enjoyed this right here, did you? It was beautiful. It was a gorgeous. It was a work of art. Was it that, was it wonderful? Yes. It was very wonderful. I wonder who 
the same song that used to be there, Mr. Bidibucci. That was Paul Ondorf in WCW. And I'm assuming a certain person did not like him. Oh, no. G- Gator loves Paul Orndorff. He's, right. one of, he's a legend, one of the best ever. Uh, he's one of the greatest heels of that time. But he was also in a, in a tag team with this guy, uh, Paul Roma, and their tag team name was Pretty Wonderful. So at one point they were called Pretty Wonderful. They are pretty wonderful. But that was Paul Orndorff's theme song in WCW. I think in WWE he had something different. Yeah. But he was pretty wonderful with Paul Roma in uh, WCW when they were a tag team. Yeah, I hear, but this match right here was great because you want to know why. Why is that? Baron Corbin won. Wesley actually lost something. He didn't win. Yay! So that being said, Finny, you want to take over? Yeah, basically here, great main event. Uh, match was very well done. Uh, Baron Corbin, you know, basically dominating most of this match. Every now and then, Wesley would get some type of offense, like eventually sending Corbin to the outside of the ring in a believable way. But when he dived, Corbin catches Lee in the air, hit the deep six on on the floor. Beautiful. That was fuck awesome. Yeah, because you see, this is the thing about believability. Wesley did not knock Corbin down. Most of the time you see in other like indie shows and stuff, you'll see a little guy dive on a big guy and the big guy will sell and drop to the floor, which is sad and pathetic to watch. And it makes everybody look stupid. Like, this is Corbin going, yeah, you ain't you ain't big enough or strong enough to knock me down. Fuck you. There you go. Mm-hmm. Very beautiful. Love that. Then, of course, Dominic Mysterio comes out. Lee takes him out with a dive. Goes back into the ring. Boom. End of days. One, two, three. Beautiful. Baron Corbin wins the match, which is exactly what needed to happen because Corbin did not need to lose anytime soon. He sure as fuck should not be losing to Wesley. What's the bit? Oh, was Vinny Bucci happy? Yes. Overall, I was very happy with this fucking show. There were times where I thought they were going to make stupid choices, and they didn't. Really, the, there's only a couple things that suck, like the Supernova Sessions and... That may, like, what Gator would like to say, just hear me out, hear me out, guys. At, at times, you'd wanted to throw things. Yes, it made me want to throw things. It made me want to throw things. And then, of course, you had, like, the filler matches and one match that was just fucking boring, but they didn't suck. The only moment that really, really sucked or was stupid was the Supernova Session. That's really the only thing that sucked on this whole show. Everything else was great. Yes, that's very true. Literally fucking everything. And after the match, Corbin beats down on Lee, which is even better. Ilya Dragunov comes out to make the save, mostly because Dragunov and Lee did have a talk backstage where um, Wesley planned on taking out Corbin, but Dragunov said, you know, leave a little piece for me. But he also wanted to make sure our thing's cool between us and he said yeah I'm not coming after your title I've got other business I want to attend to so they kind of got on the same page so then Dragunov goes for the torpedo Moscow but Corbin counters and boom drops him at the end of the day fucking awesome too beautiful Corbin leaves Dragunov grabs the mic and tells Corbin he has no idea what he just did if you want a title shot so bad you got it I'll see you at deadline and drops the mic and not on free fucking TV yeah, because I got nervous. Yeah, I was like, don't do it on free TV. See you at deadline. We're like, yay. Yeah, because usually what happened when he said, leave a little piece for me, there was a part of me that thought Dragunov and Corbin were going to have a match next week on NXT. So when he said, you want a title shot, you got it. And I'm like, fuck, they're going to make a title match on free TV. But then he goes, I'll see you at deadline. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. We are setting up for a fucking pay-per-view. Dearly beloved, we are glad that you made Bear Corbin against Dragunov at deadline. Vinny Bucci, amen. Amen. So that's what you need to do. Build to a fucking pay-per-view. Because we already have two matches booked. The Iron Survivor Challenges. We have qualifying matches for them. And like I mentioned before, both matches have a 25-minute time limit. So really, when you think about it, that's 50 minutes. 
already for the show. And that's not even including the entrances for the first two people that enter the match. Because the first two people get their usual entrances. Everybody else just run down to the goddamn ring. Because every three minutes another superstar enters until everybody's in. So this match is going to be great in that regard. But you still need other matches to fill the time. And you definitely need to have the NXT champion on there defending his title. So Dragonov versus Corbin is perfect. The question is, who's going to win? And I'm and I'm going to say something right now that some people may like, some people may not. Corbin needs to win the title. He's the top heel. He needs his resurgence. Dragonov is a great wrestler and a great champion. No doubt about it. But Corbin needs to win more. Because we need to establish him as a top heel and somebody that we can take seriously. And I feel like him being champion will help out with that. So, I think Corbin needs to take the title of Deadline. I agree, too, but we'll see what happens. I just want to see a good match, no bullshit. Exactly. Exactly. And that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up uh, this recap of NXT. Zach, as always, thank you time to busy schedule to join us and uh, look forward to seeing you on the next one. I don't have a choice, do I? No. Okie dokie. Well, make sure you guys uh, follow the Boochcast. We're on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify. Spotify. Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. And iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there. We'll be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash theboochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Make sure to check out the male soap opera moments, see our predictions for Crown Jewel, find out who was right and who was wrong, be a lookout for our recap of Crown Jewel coming very soon as we are supposed to be taping it this coming Friday. So as long as there's no um, fuckery on the part of Wednesday's schedule, Dez's schedule, or my schedule apparently, uh, we'll uh, be able to get that out to you guys in a timely manner. Also, uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Visit our YouTube channel, check out all of our YouTube content. Content and be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified when future content will be posted. Or we're still working on the Dark Side series now that Gator has resigned. I can get some Dark Side of the Ring episodes recorded soon and out the way. Uh, we still got two more left we have to do, but we gotta wait until Elvis goes on his vacation so that we can get them knocked out. So once Elvis goes on vacation, we get the other two knocked out. We can get the Dark Side of the Ring episode out to you guys soon. I'll be working on the 2000s, and then of course I still got Dark side of comedy research to work on as well as putting out uh, other content so check out the YouTube channel stay tuned and of course you can also follow us on Twitch go to twitch.tv slash the boochcast that's where we do our live wrestling watch parties our next watch party will be Saturday November 25th for WWE Survivor Series and we're still working out the kinks on that as of right now there are no plans for me to go to WrestleCade unless Buff calls me out of nowhere and with the change of the schedule at my new job unless I can get something finessed and moved around I may not be able to go to WrestleCade anyway. So, regardless, there's a good chance right now I will be part of the Survivor Series watch party, but if I'm not, then I'll be in Winston-Salem, North Carolina on the 24th and the 25th for WrestleCade. So, make sure you guys uh, join us in the Winston-Salem, North Carolina area. Come hang out with me and Buff if we happen to be there. Um, but if not, make sure you guys join us for the uh, Survivor Series on Twitch after you've gone to WrestleCade and uh, met Buff Bagwell and gotten autographs and merch, of course. And of course, we have a live D&D show coming soon. Our Boochcast Booking Battle and other special projects in the works. And of course, you can support the Boochcast 
by going to podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash the Boochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Pick the one that works the best within your budget. We have our first level, which is $0.99, cents, $1 per month. We have our second level, which is $4.99, $5 per month. The same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. And a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock. So don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than the Peacock anyway. And we have the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. per month. The same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since it's only Peacock, you got to know where to put that $9.99 to $9.99. Bring it over here. We got better content than the network, and unlike the elite, we actually care about our fans and dedicated to giving the people what they want. You have the option of paying your credit card or with GPay. And the best part is, all the money we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. We used to upgrade our equipment, we used to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and believe it'll be paid for their hard work, podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then if there's any money left over, when it's all said and done, we use the rest to feed Zachariah Scott his ramen noodles and try to get him laid. I swear to God, we tried. <laughs> And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Boochcast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby! Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all. Goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. A la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.